welcome to episode 40 of new indian woman podcast airing first in late april 2021 and i'm your host krishna in today's episode we are going to focus on a topic that you would all find interesting this is on device usage by this we mean smartphones tabs computers gaming devices and even tv usage this has been a concern for quite some time how much of device usage is required as a necessary tool versus using it for entertainment and especially for children and this has been debatable always but with the pandemic this became a necessity i will not get into the various ways in which it has helped us we all know about it this episode is planned roughly around the time when some kind of vacation is likely to happen for children across all ages and that brings us to the question of what do we do about device usage by our children there may be some classes here and there most of them have access to devices and they are going to continue to have access to these devices so what should be our approach towards this is this a concern area or is it okay to let the children be or does the answer change depending on the age group of the children let us explore these questions and more with aruna shankaranarayanan aruna is the guest for today she is an author and psychologist she writes for leading newspapers and magazines including the hindu deccan herald and financial express on relationships work and well-being and blogs at www.arnashankaranarayanan.com i will share the details in the show notes as well she was the founder and director of prayatna a center for children with learning difficulties for 22 years her first book zero limits things every 20 something should know which will be published by rupa publications shortly includes a chapter on the responsible use of digital technology we could not have asked for a better guest for today welcome aruna to this episode of new indian woman thank you krishna i am delighted to be on your show so let us start aruna i have a lot of questions and i hope at the end of this episode even listeners if they have questions we will give the links where they can write to us and if there are any questions that need to get answered later we will try for that as well because this is a topic of discussion of late any two people meet they talk about device usage amongst children so i thought this would be apt most of the articles as a lay person when i try to look for articles i see articles about the younger children so maybe for the purpose of the discussion today we can have children divided into broad age groups aruna so what do you think would be your suggestion how do we divide the age groups i would suggest that we look at infants below 2 years and then we look at pre primary or kindergarten children that's roughly 2 to 5 years young kids from 6 to 12 years and then we can look at teenagers okay listeners teenagers do not even get fixated on the younger teenagers but even the almost adult teenagers where it gets more tougher sometimes at least that's my experience currently the device usage is high across all age groups because of the pandemic maybe and is there any data aruna on how much of continuous screen time 
and how many hours across each day is maximum permissible for the different age groups i was just trying to look at this data so that there is some kind of a scientific basis or starting point for our discussion sure uh, as you mentioned uh, krishna prior to the pandemic uh, the rules for engaging with technology were quite different mm-hmm. the american uh, pediatric association uh, actually recommended that kids below 2 years should not be exposed to screens at all hmm. and uh, kids from 2 to 5 years should cap their usage to not more than an hour a day and for kids 6 and above uh, they had said that parents should set limits based on the types uh, of media they use and then covid struck and screens began to dominate children's lives even more so from online classes to extracurricular activities to even socializing everything was being conducted on screen hmm so while we can't depend on the pre covid uh, norms entirely we can still use them as a rough guideline especially during the holidays when probably formal online classes may reduce hmm so um for kids below 2 years as far as possible keep them away from gadgets Uh, a few video chats with par- grandparents may be okay uh, if they are living far away and that's the only way that you can interact in these times mm-hmm. and a little bit of screen time shared with parents where the parent is watching with the child is also okay mm-hmm. but avoid the so called uh, educational apps and dvds etc instead give kids physical toys and books um, to self soothe rather than you know shoving an ipad or a phone give them toys or, or books for them to distract themselves with hmm hmm both the american pediatric association and the american optometric association recommend no screen time for below 1 year olds okay so oh. i think that can still hold and very minimal screen engagement for under 2s okay. okay so um that will be for infants um for kids 2 to 5 years um Technology time should be a shared activity as far as possible between parent and child. Okay. And the maximum limit uh, can be capped to an hour hmm, apart from your online classes. Hmm. Huh? Hmm. Break it up into shorter chunks. This is both from a psycho- psychological and from an optometric point of view. Okay. And uh, make sure that kids spend time in tech-free activities. uh for the major part of the day technology should not be the dominant um feature of their day hmm? so here can i interrupt so you talked about psychological and optometric could you yeah. just convey it in terms of more layman terms as to how could be the adverse effect when we say psychological or optometric yeah. what does it actually translate to optometric is basically how it affects your eyesight and your vision hmm. okay uh from the psychological viewpoint uh this is a ch- stage of major developmental changes and neurological changes that are happening in the brain and um this is a time uh where a lot of um connections and rewiring is happening hmm so uh it can affect things like the child's ability to pay attention their attention span uh their need for constant re- reinforcement uh the kind of stimulation they seek um so it can impact so uh, for example the you know there are these uh, you read about these things the kids nowadays if they're given a magazine they try to swipe it 
because they expect it to react like an ipad hmm. you know yeah yeah so that expectation is set up in the child so then a book becomes a very passive a uh, medium for them if they are only exposed to these uh, screens with these lot of stimulation and jumping characters all the time okay and a more specific question there one is the use of these devices but i would also like to ask about using it with the headphones or the earphones equivalent maybe you should touch upon that as well first of all they are on devices plus they use even when they are using some apps etc or games they use the headphones so maybe it is just not the eyes and the brain maybe even to the some extent they are hearing yeah uh, definitely it could uh, affect the hearing especially if they are using low quality uh, earphones um, uh, some headphones are designed uh, to be you know that that are good for the ears you know mm-hmm. that are, um and it's again at the volume at which they hear it you know hmm. Hmm. so i think um, parents need to do a little bit of research in terms of finding out which is the best um, kind of headphone to invest in and i think the, the the normal the free ones that you get with the devices that's probably not the best thing to give children okay so we covered up to the age of 5 now when we move on to say younger kids that 6 to 12 years and teens what is the recommendation and here again when i asked the recommendation uh, you were referring to the american uh, standards i presume maybe because there is not enough data on indian um, yeah there yeah. is not enough reliable data at least okay okay oh. okay fine for kids 6 and above uh, instead of setting strict limits uh, it's better to monitor the type of media usage and the duration hmm so, for example if a 7 year old is uh, watching youtube for an uh, our and looking at an origami video hmm. and doing origami along with the video then that's probably fine but on the other hand you don't want a kid uh, of the same age watching just watching cartoons on youtube for 2 hours so you have to you know see whether the activity is actually engaging the child and actively involving the child hmm hmm and here the american optometric association recommends that kids take a break of 10 minutes away from the screen for every hour of usage okay and um, then parents can establish rules based on each individual household the routine the kind of activities everybody is engaged in for example no devices during meal times uh, and parents also have to follow this if you set the rule you need to follow it hmm? right or no switching on the tv when grandparents visit hmm. and no phones allowed in the bedrooms in the evenings so on and so forth so again you have to work out what works for you and your household right and the rules have to be based on the child's developmental age the activities they are doing and uh, your household routine okay and it's a good idea to involve children also in coming up with the rules that you set for the household because then there's the chances of their complying are greater true so and when it comes to teens you leave it at that or do you want to also talk about anything specific for that age group yeah for teens obviously at this stage they uh, will start to want more privacy hmm we need to respect that but we also need to ensure that they are safe right so at this stage instead of monitoring the term mentoring may be more appropriate hmm one thing should be um, which is non negotiable is that phone you should not interfere with sleep time okay because consequences of uh, 
chronic uh, lack of sleep are quite adverse. Hmm. That should be something that parents are firm about. And you have to tell them about, you know, no sharing inappropriate videos, photos, etc. And at this stage, they suggest that teens don't spend more than 10 minutes per day on each platform. Now, they're on a number of platforms. Yeah. So 10 minutes is uh, seems to be the ideal limit per day per platform. So whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever various things they are on. Hmm. Uh, a study that was conducted by UPenn found that um, kids who spend only 10 minutes or less, uh, they actually show a decline in symptoms of depression, anxiety, loneliness, etc. Hmm. Compared to kids who are using it for longer durations. So more than the overall time we are talking about within specific app itself, yes. how much time within they use? Apps, yeah. Okay. And you also have to see at this stage whether their overall development is shaping all right, whether they are developing connections with people, both online and offline, hmm. whether they are showing compassion towards others, and they uh, have a passion for learning something, for um, and they are responsible. So you also have to look, and, uh, rather than just focusing on their devices alone, look for at other aspects of development if they are proceeding all right. Okay. And yeah. for I, they recommend what is called the 20-20-20 rule. Hmm. Is look away from, this applies even for adults, hmm. look away from the screen after every 20 minutes, for 20 seconds, stare at an object that is at least 20 feet away. I mean, it's, you're in a room, you have to look out of the window, perhaps to get a distance of 20 feet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that is a good indication of the boundaries and the borders or what we should operate with. But I'm also wondering how to do that, especially as a parent for these age groups. Sometimes we think, yeah, it is okay. The child did just uh, use it for a few minutes. The reality is you cannot ask the child, okay, use it only for 10 minutes. When we use a device, we realize how incorrect it is. Till I started using a, an app to measure my usage, if somebody had asked me how long you spend on WhatsApp, I would have said maybe I, I check five, six times a day. And I unlock my phone hardly 10 times a day or something. But when I put an app to monitor this, I realize I'm using it for some 50 plus times a day. In the sense, I was unlocking 50 yeah, times. Right. I, you know, yeah. I could not believe my own data. Yeah, but you're still below the average adult. Uh, average adult, according to the data, uh, checks their phone about 150 times a day. Oh, my God. So I was referring here in terms of what we think we are doing versus what actually happens. So the same thing if we extend to children, either for the parents to monitor the younger children especially, or in the case of older children, if we were to say that, okay, you use an app only for 10 minutes, assuming the child agrees and there is a, an understanding of the rationale behind this. But how do you think this can be practically implemented? I'm not talking about it in the sense of, putting a rule and enforcing it? No, yeah. but practically to make it happen, we cannot be sitting and checking the time or uh, maybe that is what is required for younger children. Uh, what I would suggest is instead of simply measuring the duration of media usage, which as you said, runs into so many difficulties. Right. 
it is more important to ask yourself if your child is living a more or less balanced life so ultimately you need to look at the child's overall development physically emotionally cognitively socially and nowadays even digitally hmm is the child getting adequate exercise is the child getting a chance to spend some time outdoors is the child involved in any extracurricular activity that he or she enjoys and now because of covid that may be on screen which is fine hmm. okay hmm child getting adequate sleep is the child socializing with family and friends some online some offline is okay hmm hmm is the child getting some unstructured free time and if they using this time to be on devices that's also fine hmm. okay but and then is the child able to get off their devices without major tantrums or meltdowns okay, okay. and is able to engage in other activities so you have to see if the child is meeting uh, developmental goals in various domains then you don't have to necessarily keep such tabs on the media usage alone okay Because looking holistically at the overall development of the child which is ultimately what we want so this is actually healthier way of monitoring their media usage because you're doing it indirectly got it that that makes a lot of sense it makes it much more easier also so yeah. there i have a question so do you think a mother would be better place to objectively decide or judge the child in terms of yes there is overall development there is this there is this or do you think it is also better to take somebody else's opinion when i say somebody else's opinion maybe the grandparent in the house or maybe somebody else who is interacting with us very closely which is better so i think it's a combination you have to go with your uh, gut instinct and mm. uh if you feel you have a doubt or if you feel you know you don't really have a benchmark to which you could compare is the child you know socializing adequately then perhaps asking a grandparent or your you know the father of the child uh talking to a friend uh you know mm-hmm. and looking at the child's peers because they give a very good reference point right uh, as to w- what a typical child would look like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um yes uh, parents are not always the best judges of their own children but uh, it's what i'm asking parents to do is to look at development more holistically look at it from the angle of cognition social development emotional development physical development and uh, their digital usage so that way you see that they have an adequate sleep which is very very important right So in the context of adequate sleep the point that you earlier mentioned especially for the teens and above where they are looking at increased privacy and uh, therein you also mentioned about sleep time so that balance striking that balance is also slightly difficult in terms of you know sharing inappropriate uh, their photos content so do you think there what do you say device usage behind closed doors is okay or you know from your experience how do you see it see for younger children they recommend generally that you should encourage children to use it in open spaces okay uh, on the dining table or somewhere where you can kind of keep an eye as to what's going on hmm hmm the teenagers that becomes increasingly hard because they want their privacy and to some extent yes they sh- should be given their privacy because that's also part of development right uh, to develop their own identity and construct their own uh, individuality hmm? Hmm. so um 
whether they're getting adequate sleep, one recommendation is that don't let them charge their devices in their rooms. And this, uh, if you can apply this for your own self also by charging your phones in a common area. Okay. Um, so then the f- phone is not in the bedroom late at night. Okay. Um, so that's one way to keep a tab of the sleep times. Okay. At least it's not interrupted by media usage. Okay. So that can be a generic rule in the house and everybody follows it. Yeah. Need to follow it, I think, if you are uh, imposing it on teenagers. Right. I wanted to discuss that because I've heard parents talk about, yeah, I have put in some kind of uh, child locks and this and that, all kinds of software. Hence, whatever they do, it is fine because I have put in all the measures. Because there are two kinds of parents, parents who may be digitally aware of how to put all these apps and locks and whatever. And maybe there are parents who have no idea how to do any of this. So your Mm. tips in terms of the overall looking at the child's holistic development, actually, you know, I'm I'm liking it a lot. Yeah. So moving on. I wanted to touch upon another um, topic. I have also heard parents talk about why should we be worried about device usage in the in the sense that they feel, okay, when we were growing up, haven't we done things secretly in the sense, you know, maybe reading a book which we were not supposed to read or things like that, or which uh, in every house there would have been some no's and uh, you know, not to do. And we would have kind of violated that and secretly done something. So isn't device usage also like that? My own viewpoint, which I have shared with them, is maybe not. Because reading a magazine, however bad that magazine is, etc., it cannot get make you addictive. Whereas um, the content, online content, we realize that many of them have been designed to kind of pull children to that and sometimes even adults i wanted to know your views on how to perceive this do you think parents it is okay to have that attitude let the child do let the child figure out i as a parent need not bother about it do you think that kind of an approach should be considered i think krishna you raised a very important point uh, about how the internet is different from other types of um, media, like even a book, uh, is because of its seductive pull. Um, So these social platforms are designed to suck us in. And it's not just children who are at risk. Even we adults often fall for the, you know, the thrall of the the internet. Right. Um, So the addictive pull of the internet can be fairly strong for even adults to overcome if we are not aware of its influence over us and how it can fragment our attention and even mess with our self-esteem for teenagers. hmm? Hmm, hmm. It's important to talk to children uh, about the pernicious effects of technology, not necessarily in a didactic or, you know, like giving a lecture uh, way, but also to help them become more self-aware. even sharing with them how you struggle with uh, uh, getting off a device at certain times or how you wasted uh, half an hour surfing the net and what you are trying what you are doing to enforce discipline on your own self can be one way in which you can lead this conversation especially with teenagers hmm. um, and um, 
you also have to let them know that there is inappropriate content out there uh, on the internet and no matter what filter or whatever built in controls that um, parents may have put the locks uh, there's always a way for inappropriate co- content to bypass these filters okay none of them are foolproof right so the best protection actually is to tell your child that there is inappropriate content out there and if they come across anything they feel is inappropriate they need to come and tell you about it and you reassure them that you will not scold them not shout at them but you'll help you will help them process what they have seen and put it in context um and they say that most internet users at some stage or the other will stumble upon inappropriate content hmm um and in the majority of the cases it does not cause any long term harm okay okay uh however uh, if the exposure is repeated and constant hmm and it is not discussed with a parent to help them give you know a more balanced viewpoint then it could lead to some worrisome issues yeah uh i think you need to let them know it the content is out there it's inappropriate but if if they come across it or even you know access it uh they should come and tell you you're not going to get upset with them very well put yeah that really helps so we cannot protect them we cannot create barriers but just to make them aware and reassure them that you are always there to support them if they feel scared or threatened see what parents if we will take away your phone if you if we find you looking at these things again hmm. this threat to a child because taking away their phone cuts them off from their entire peer group nowadays right uh so that is not something you want to do and then there builds up resentment and then you know the communication between the parent and child becomes m- m- more adverse true so i remember once uh, when um, i was having a discussion with my uh, teenage son and when i said without even you looking for it inappropriate content will come to you he said how will that happen okay he had just started using a device at that time mm. and uh, one day when i was at home and i was ser- searching for some text and something in the search results there was inappropriate content Mm-hmm. So then I called him and I said see this is what I searched mm-hmm. look at the search result what has come as the first choice mm-hmm. okay it was uh, it was uh, some kind of a completely inappropriate um, um, you know link you know the 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 whole um, with uh, with an eye catchy title um, right. and I was telling him that uh, you know I am also tempted to go in and see uh mm. but it is just because my age is not yours and i feel okay fine that interest is not there mm. uh, because i catch it title you know there is that thing there but it is a bait mm. please understand it's a bait and uh it is not about you it is about your age Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what they are targeting so that really helped that discussion it opened up the discussion when i said that see i have not searched i have searched for something very straightforward and look at this result and that is when he chose to believe that mm-hmm. that inappropriate content may come without yeah, even him asking yeah. for it exactly yes that's a very nice example thank you mm now when we move on and when we say this kind of some uh, engagement this kind of interactions have happened in the house when should the parent realize the child has become addicted or dependent on screens you talked about the holistic development part 
बट एट सम पॉइंट यू मे मे फील या इट इज लिटल मोर देन वॉट इज अलाउड और यू थिंक इट इज सम काइंड ऑफ अ वार्निंग बट यू आर नॉट श्योर वेदर द चाइल्ड इज बिकम एडिक्टेड टू इट और समटाइम सम अदर बिहेवियर्स यू डोंट इवन एसोसिएट विद द डिवाइस एंड मे बी यू फील वाई इज द बिहेवियर लाइक दैट यू मे थिंक यू मे एट्रीब्यूट इट टू टीन एज यू मे एट्रीब्यूट इट टू ग्रोइंग अप और समथिंग दे आर नॉट वेल वॉट एवर इट इज बट वेन शुड एन अलार्म रिंग इन साइड द पेरेंट्स हैड एज टू नो देर इज समथिंग मे बी इट इज रिलेटेड टू डू द डिवाइस एंड आई शुड सीक हेल्प see technology addiction mirrors symptoms of other addictions so it again relates to what i had said earlier about looking at development holistically hmm. so then for signs such as the grades in school suddenly dropping are the kids not sleeping enough do they have trouble waking up in the morning are they socially awkward are you seeing sudden some, some changes in behavior that you cannot explain and do they complain continuously when they can't access devices for whatever reason and uh, when you uh, have them stop using technology do they experience kind of withdrawal symptoms that they just can't handle it hmm uh, do you feel other parts of their life are getting jeopardized because they are always on screen time and uh, when you set limits for uh, media usage like no phones during dinner etc uh, is there harsh resistance from them Hmm. So if you find that kids are exhibiting these behaviors then you should try to set rules and limits and if it's teenagers especially uh, try to do it collaboratively rather than in a conflict mode with them and instead of asking kids to get offline immediately when they are doing something on a device you tell them to finish what they are doing and then get offline hmm and have them transition into an activity that they enjoy that is not tech related and studies also show that kids who are engaged in sports are less likely to get addicted to especially video games hmm. and in general kids who are busy and otherwise engaged are less likely to show uh, signs of risky online behavior okay. so it is again like i said about maintaining a balance between school extracurricular activities social time exercise outdoor time free time and time spent in the digital world excellent because i feel this is such a different kind of a suggestion from what as parents when we have these discussions our children that peer group parents when we meet we mm. end up discussing techniques which i find very many times ridiculous i am also party to such discussions when the child is in maybe uh, the 6th standard 7th standard equivalent the early teens then uh, many of us we talk about i have created an email id and i make sure that i also know the password mm-hmm. or when the child um, has opened a social media account i request the child to friend me also or friend me connect me whatever it is depending on the platform um somehow i feel uh, those are not correct or yeah because kids are always smarter than us when it comes to technology yes yes so what if they have may have two facebook accounts one hmm. that they share and another that is actually their real facebook account hmm. so hmm. uh there i'm sure they're much smarter in gaming the system than parents even in terms of if some parents say they look at the history that the viewing history hmm hmm is that you can also clear that and so that the parent cannot find out right. and 
kids are always one up against us if we try to track them like this right. so the more competitive we get i think the likelihood of their becoming doing it on the sly increases which is something we don't want to kind of encourage yes so, uh, i think it's better to just look at look at them the all aspects of development rather than just focusing on technology right and some of the mistakes typically made made by parents is most often an old phone is given to the child and they refer to this okay my child is not uh, they do not know all this it's just a dabba phone that i have given Uh, mm-hmm. but actually it may be an old smartphone and many times you don't need to give a child a smartphone i'm talking about when the child starts going outside not in the pandemic context mm-hmm. when you need to give a phone for safety reasons mm-hmm. you need to pick up uh, and for such logistic reasons and mm-hmm. another uh, thing is most often um, again in pre pandemic and i hope we will come to that scenario soon in at least in a few years <laughs> where uh, children come and tell parents saying that i need to use the internet because i need to do homework mm. which i feel is a number one incorrect excuse and maybe it helps the parents to actually find out from the teachers or from other parents whether such homework is actually given it may not be what what do you think what kinds of manipulations happen in this area see i think see it all depends on have, having an open uh, communication with your child hmm. uh, not the technology that's the problem per se but it's in the relationship that has developed between the parent and the child hmm. it, only in this context of technology the parent who's having trouble in this area is likely to have trouble in other aspects as well hmm it is more important that you try to smooth in the relationship uh to see how you can gain more trust between parent and child that is bidirectional that they trust you more and you trust them more hmm because uh, it's not a question of you know who is smarter than whom because it, you know you don't want to play that game especially with your child right you know? right um so um if it has gone to this level where you feel that there is uh, you know the subterfuge and that they are lying then there's something fundamental in the relationship that has that needs to change it's not just about technology then right and suppose there are these rules okay to get arrived at together in the house etc depending on the age group and let's assume for a moment there is gross violation happening and when it comes to older children maybe in terms of wantingly accessing inappropriate content or sharing inappropriate content things like that happening mm. and the parent discovers this what do you mm. think should be the approach because i remember you saying it should not be about confiscating the device etc earlier could you just elaborate a bit more on that if that is happening i think there are probably issues in other aspects of the child's life as well including the child's uh, emotional and you know social development hmm if uh, the child is sharing inappropriate videos and photos and indulging in various kinds of risky behavior online Hmm. in such a situation it's kind of again it's like resetting the parent child relationship and you have to go back to the fundamentals of establishing trust openness uh, with one another and uh, so this would involve it's not just i don't think just taking away the phone is the solution hmm. but uh, probably even seeing a counselor yeah. on how 
to improve the communication between the parent and child because this is something more fundamental and basic than just the technology that's around even without technology there is likely to be uh, animosity between the parent and child if it has reached this level yeah so in this case the use of technology or the inappropriate use of technology is just a symptom or a trigger it's just one more medium through which they express that resentment and hatred correct yeah we have been discussing the children a lot what do you think what is the influence of the parent or adults own usage of devices in terms of using devices in a positive manner if that uh, you know that kind of a term is feasible kids are more tech savvy than most parents nowadays hmm but you also need to monitor your own tech cues for example when your children come and talk to you are you actually present with them are you making eye contact and actually listening to them or are you you know one eye is on the phone and you are actually messaging um, yeah that happens very often then mm-hmm. do you have tech free times in the house like strictly no phones during meals uh, no taking work calls also hmm uh, when you go on uh, family vacations uh, sometimes it's the, you know the family is not interacting at all everybody is on a different device right uh, so uh, are you also always on you know work related calls or can you shut that out for certain periods as well that you need to ask yourself that question hmm and do you listen with full attention when they talk to you hmm. and or do they get frustrated and go out because every time they come to tell you something you say one minute my boss is phoning or some i have to take this call or i just have this email to answer hmm so um and uh, also you have to model responsible usage like not texting or talking while driving for example hmm hmm avoid oversharing on social media hmm yeah and as i told you earlier uh, on average um a study found that adults check their phones around 150 times per day so be very mindful of your own usage and are you giving yourself a 15 minute break after every hour of you know usage even if you're working hmm um so i think these are some things that uh, you know parents uh, we can also model uh, instead of just imposing limits on the children because i think this is a more powerful uh, uh example to actually yeah. how you are uh, you know controlling your own usage of devices right indirect importance that we give to the phone when any occasion or not an occasion we use it for taking photos sharing with people etc how the children interpret it could be very different right mm-hmm. and also see it's not just about not using technology it's also about using technology positively even to engage with your child right. so it's also uh, good at times to play video games with them uh, use some common apps send each other you know messages through whatsapp and actually be connected to each other digitally in not in a, that in a spying stealthy kind of mode mm-hmm. but be connected to your child okay now when you talked about using apps together uh, playing together using the device itself um, are there any suggestions uh, some some examples could we give of uh, positive use because after all it's a tool mm. right and how we use a tool uh, we can use a knife 
for good purpose as well as for a bad purpose similarly mm. this is also a tool that can be used for good so we have focused a lot on how to avoid the negative impact etc or how to stay away from it now if we were to reiterate the positive aspects of mm. seeing the device as a tool mm. and uh, how to inculcate good habits around using this as a tool so you were suggesting these common apps could you give little more examples around the positive uses it depends on your child's interests and your interests okay so for example something as simple if you want to teach your child breathing exercises hmm okay, uh, like uh, a form of pranayama or something hmm. there are wonderful apps that you get hmm that you download and it is just short duration 5 minutes 10 minutes you can choose whatever uh, duration you want where you can do it together and they are quite fun okay in fact there is one app uh, i use with my daughter when she goes to sleep it's a breathing app likewise you know there are apps that promote self expression hmm. so whether, uh, it's uh, writing or creating a video or uh, a paint making a painting Uh, so there are so many ways with which they can engage with technology correct uh, in a positive way yeah here i also remembered about this audio books this concept of audio books itself is so interesting to listen to books together Mm. along with the child especially for younger children etc and sometimes children may not show interest in reading and using audio books could be a good way of listening to books together with the child right yeah audio books is a wonderful activity so uh, yes uh, definitely make use of these kind of apps and there is a website called common sense media yes that uh, parents can access they rate app and uh, various websites and they recommend shows that children can watch for different age groups and uh, they give uh, data that's quite uh, reliable and well researched and dependable yes i have used that a lot for movies actually yeah because you search for a movie in common sense media and mm-hmm. it tells you what is the age group and why they consider you know they give a rating with respect to violence with respect to use of language with respect to you know a b c d so many right. other criteria and it's very interesting to examine that and i remember initially i used to do that and later on my children started looking at common sense media and they'd say oh see look at this this is how common sense media rating is for this movie now can we watch it together ah okay yeah that's a wonderful example yeah so good aruna i think i have covered the questions that i had in my mind is there anything else that you feel we left out and we should add because i remember you talking about like cyberbullying and social media is Mm. extremely relevant in the context of uh, device usage but mm. i really feel we should have a separate episode because that particular topic itself is so vast but maybe you should just give an introduction of this topic if people are not aware just as bullying is a problem in schools across the world cyberbullying also happens nowadays with greater frequency unfortunately and cyberbullying happens when a kid is repeatedly and willfully harmed online and what makes this bullying dangerous is that the victim is targeted again and again if it's a one time instance it's not considered cyberbullying and roughly around 20 to 40% of kids are harassed or bullied online 
and again this is interesting it's usually not a stranger but someone the child knows hmm typically does the bullying and most victims tend to be between the teenagers between the ages of 13 to 18 okay and those who use social media more and especially use it a lot tend to be victimized or bullied more okay and um, teens who tend to have conflicts with their parents also tend to develop uh, relationships with strangers online so that is something that it's best addressed by having a more harmonious relationship with the child that's the best protection actually hmm? yeah and many teens yeah are scared to report problems to parents because they're scared that the phone will be taken away hmm. and they don't want that connection to be snatched away so but you need to reassure a child to let that they should come and tell you if either they or somebody they know is being bullied online right maybe in terms of summarizing the key takeaway for me across the various practical uh, tips that you shared is for the parent to see the device as not something which is a disturbance or which is a tool where the parent has power but the potential of using that as a tool just like you guide the child through use of many other things there is a potential to use the device also and inculcate good habits around because ultimately they are going to use these devices yeah, absolutely devices are not something that children should be taught to be feared or something that they need to do surreptitiously right because we are living in an increasingly digitalized world there are so many positives and so we need children to harness those positives without falling prey to the negative aspects and talking to them about that is the best way to protect them yeah and also setting a good example the parents own usage of the device good habits around the device yeah absolutely thank you so much aruna thank you for your time and for patiently answering lot of these questions look forward to your book and i'm sure the parents and the listeners of uh, this episode would be interested you want to talk about the book the title itself is very interesting but uh, if you would like to talk a, a bit more yeah thank you so much krishna for giving me this opportunity it has been a real pleasure talking to you the book is meant for young adults uh, from age 18 to up to 35 uh, rough basically targeting individuals in their 20s hmm and um, to write this book i interviewed many um, individuals in this age group and spoke to them about their concerns their hopes their fears their worries their uh, d- daily habits their uh, media usage etc mm-hmm. and um, then um, i put together a series of chapters based on these interviews and then you know did a lot of research in terms of the Uh, psychological and sociological literature in terms of to uh, provide concrete tips for individuals in this group age group on how to navigate the many changes that take place in a person their person's 20s because 20s is the age where a lot of changes happen mm-hmm. dramatic uh, most kids you know move out of home get a job um, get into relationships Um, sudden independence yes yeah, sudden independence um uh so it's a lot of uh, issues to uh, deal with okay 
so really wonderful talking to you same here thank you yeah. so much thank you bye 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 do visit my website thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic of course i would love to hear from you you could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at krishna@thenewindianwoman.com at remember you are what you want to be and the time starts now